0: it is ladies and gents what uh we are live back at it again you need to make a sale but you feel like you're a car salesman you're not really ready to make a sale but you know you have to and you're like pondering in your head like oh, what do i do how do i get better then today's show's for you let's get the show on the road and teach you how to make some sales
1: shut up and sit down Is your
0: business in need of customers? Then you found the right show. Hernan Sias is the Business Bro, and he makes getting customers fun and easy. Watch, listen, and learn as each episode is designed to sell. Welcome to another episode of Business Bro. Ladies and gents, who do we got on the show today? Let's drop some heat. Selling doesn't have to be painful. And one of the reasons why entrepreneurs fail is because they have a negative association with selling. They don't know what to say, how to deal with rejection, or even how to build trust. They hear all the cliche things like sales is a numbers game or you gotta perfect your pitch. And if you've been struggling with sales, then today's guest is for you. And I'm excited to learn more about his trust-based selling and more importantly, how to enjoy sales? So let's welcome to the show author, speaker, and CEO of Unlock the Sales Game, Ari Galper. All right, Ari, you've been on a lot of stages, my friend. What do you think of uh, of the this show so far? A minute and a half in.
1: Love the energy, Hernandez. Let's turn this baby on. Make it rock.
0: Yes, that's what I'm talking about. All right. Uh, before the show, you were telling me how you've been doing this for quite some time now. And in any entrepreneur's life, there's always ups and downs. There's struggles. There's things. There's obstacles that get in the way, and something propels them forward nonetheless. That's usually their why, and that's how I always like to start the show. So, why are you doing this? Because I want to know.
1: So you're asking me why? Is that what you just, that video just says that? Gotcha. Okay. Well, let me tell you. um, About 20 years ago, when my first son Toby was born, we were told that he had Down syndrome. And at first, we know that meant to our lives. And if you know, we realized that a gift on our hands. If you know someone has Down syndrome, you know they're beautiful people. They're transparent, they're open, they're beautiful, they're honest, they have no hidden agenda. I was so taken by him that I took his view of the world and embedded that into my sales philosophy to how to build trust with people connect with people because i believe that he's the role model and my mission is to help people make more sales without compromising their integrity and i wrote a book about him called lessons from toby and that's kind of my why as to why i'm so passionate about this for the last 20 years i've been doing only one thing helping people remove the pain of selling and learning teach them how to build trust with people To compress the sales cycle from chasing ghosts to onboarding new clients.
0: You and I are speaking the very same language. My nephew, uh, he's he's not even two years old, also born with Down syndrome. Uh, And it's so amazing, especially when we get to see him. One of the greatest things that lights up the room is his smile. Like when you make him smile, that is pure joy that he's showing from whatever is the situation, anything from making funny faces to whatever you're doing to make him laugh. That's a that's the beauty of, of just people in general. But you're right. When you have a kid that's Down syndrome with no ulterior motives, you really see that human spirit inside them. Um, you know, you also mentioned building with trust, right? And for for me, it's been a journey with this podcast based here, episode 931, but I like to build trust by literally having a conversation with somebody who I've never met before in my life and sharing their story about their business. It's my entrance into that trust circle. When you talk about trust selling, um, when you talk about teaching people, how to you sell? If you can explain it as simply as a third grader, what is it that you do exactly? What do you do?
1: Sure. So we reframe the definition of what selling is. So our model is where you're the doctor, they're the patient. Hmm. You're not selling the solution. You're diagnosing the problem. When you go see a doctor, what's the first thing they say to you? They say, what does it hurt? Hmm. And you say, on oh, my shoulder. He says, let me take a look. Over there, ah, oh, wow. I think you need an x-ray right away so we can see what the problem is. Because the x-ray on this on the light bulb and he said, that's the problem. And he writes a prescription and out the door you go. That's the process that they use. But in sales, what do we do? We write the prescription before we diagnose the problem. <laughs> and He's
0: so right.
1: And and, and we, 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 we quote, qualify them. Qualifying people is not trust building. See, we're confused. We think our job is to ask questions, gather information, and if they're qualified, boom, demo time. Let me show you what I can do for you. I got this, I got this, what do you think? See, we break the whole process of trust building by prematurely, prematurely offering our solution before diagnosing the problem.
0: Oh, so true, so true. You know, there's a saying out there that says, everybody wants to buy but nobody wants to be sold. And that's, I think that's exactly what you're describing right there. When we write the prescription first, we're literally telling them, hey. We got all your answers right here. The magic pill. This is the one thing that's going to fix all your problems. You don't even know what their problem is. And yet you're over here saying that you have the solution to all their problems. So how do we build trust? Like, you know, if, if you have, because I think that's the main problem is people are like, yeah, I'm trustworthy. Yeah, I'm honest. Yeah, I have integrity. Why doesn't everybody else see that?
1: The issue is not whether you are trustworthy or not. It's not about you. It's your ability and skill level to build deep trust with someone else. Mm -hmm. And deep trust is what someone says to themselves, man, he just gets me. He understands me. He understands my world better than anyone else I've spoken with. I've got to work with him. See, this isn't about you. Your business, your solutions, your background, your testimonials. It's about your ability to walk into their world, see a bigger picture, and help them understand the gravity of their own problem. Then you ask them mm. this question. You say, Is this a priority for you to solve once and for all?
0: That's okay. So I I have the conversation, my framework always goes like this. It's um, where are you today? Where do you want to be and what's in your way? What's stopping you from getting there? And to me, that those three questions kind of give me an idea of, you know, where they are in their business today, what their dreams and aspirations are. But most importantly, what's the problem? Like, what's the obstacle? What's, you know, is, is there a fracture right there on that shoulder? Like you were telling me about what is it that's stopping you from getting to that next level? And, and you know, when you are looking for problems – you have to ask some tough questions, right? Like you have to actually dig deep and ask, why are you not doing that? What is stopping you? What is preventing you? Why did you not make the offer? Why, you know, there's a lot of things that happen in, in, in a dialogue between a prospect and a, and a salesperson, but very often does the person actually, when, when they do find the answer, make the offer as well. Is there hesitation on the sales side as well as on the buyer side?
1: Here's the thing. They really don't care about your solution. Mm. What they That's care true. about is, and they're asked themselves the entire time. Do I trust him? Do I trust him? Do I trust him? See, we think they want to know about how we solve their problem. Let me show you how I can do it. I can totally help you. Oh my God. I. See, we think they want to hear that. But when you start doing that, it's over. They see mm-hmm. you as trying to pitch your solution. What they want to feel from you is that you care about them. Mm-hmm. That's different than you trying to show them your solution. That's a whole deeper level of thinking. And I call it the iceberg, where we're usually at the top of the iceberg, where we're talking about very surface level conversations versus how to go deep below the iceberg where they unpack their own issue. You amplify the gap and they acknowledge the problem. See, it's like a therapist and the patient. The patient has to own the problem before they're ready to solve their own problem. What we do is we jump in way too quick and we qualify them and our system goes perfect. We go right into sales mode and it's over right there. We break all the trust with them.
0: Trust is so easy to destroy. Difficult to build, easy to destroy. So, When you're working with people either through whether they found you in a book or whether they found you on YouTube or they found you on a podcast, um, who is this ideal person that you're looking to work with? I mean, there's a ton of types of business owners. Who is your ideal client? I
1: am looking for qualities beyond the physical. The ideal client that appreciates us the most are those who are low volume high price point, high margin business model Hmm. in that quadrant where they don't need 30 clients tomorrow. They got three a month, five a quarter, high value consulting projects, uh, financial advisors, anybody that's got a high sale, high trust model. They're the ones who lock into this and realize that this is where their life is in terms of opportunity that they can make things happen because we're so used to selling in a, what we think is a high volume, low price point sales process. where you chase people, play the numbers game, follow up. See, we're still playing those old activities because we don't realize that we're in that different kind of quadrants.
0: So this is to me sounds like mindset, right? I mean, it's almost like it is that process. You still have to meet somebody who doesn't know who you are. Right. So in other words, you have to put their message in front of them so they actually Figure out that they may have a problem and you may have a solution. There's still advertising involved. They're still having that initial communication. So, whether it's cold calling or warm calling, there's still that communication that goes on. There's still the courting or the prospecting part where you're trying to figure out if you're a good fit with each other. And eventually, you're going to get to that sale portion. And it sounds to me like when you're talking about it, you're kind of giving that salesperson a mind shift stop calling them a prospect, stop calling them a target, stop saying that you're following up. So what do we tell ourselves? What do we say? What's that process look like?
1: Great question, by the way. And yes, you still have to meet someone. And yes, there is a process in place. But the difference is what changes in two things. One is your mindset, which is letting go of the end goal of the sale. And secondly, the languaging, the words that you use. We developed our own what we call trust-based languaging, Words and phrases used that change the perception of you not chasing them. Let me give you an example. Uh, I'll ask all your viewers right now to remove one key word from their vocabulary forever, never use it again. It's a phrase, and here it is: Never again, as of today, use the phrase "follow up" ever mm-hmm. again, as of today. Never That's say. Scary for me. I know it hurts because all these years <laughs> you've been using. Hey, I'm just giving a call. Follow up. You know who else does that? Sales Yes. <laughs> and here you are, heart-centered, integrity-based, but you're still using languaging from the 1980s. It still screams, hi, I'm here to sell you something. Let's move the thing forward. See, that's the problem. We're so conditioned to use all these old behaviors that connect us to the negative sales person stereotype. So here's what you say instead. Ryan say, hey, I'm giving you a call to follow up. You say this instead. You say, I'm giving you a call to see if you have any feedback on our previous conversation, (laughs) any feedback on our last meeting, any feedback on the proposal. So feedback's not moving them forward, feedback's moving them the opposite direction, taking the pressure out of momentum. Now what happens is they start telling you the truth. They say, well, I, and out it comes, it pours out like a dam, you're like, oh my God. This guy was right. That one small switch in languaging has them trust you to open up because you're not using typical sales behaviors.
0: Typical sales behaviors. Like it's funny that you that you say that because We've. I listen to Zig Ziglar stuff. I listen to Tony Robbins stuff. I listen to a lot of different people that have a lot of different knowledge in the marketing space that are really good at advertising and marketing. And a lot of those terminology. I mean, that's the lexicon in that industry. Those are the words we're trained to use. Those are the. that's, That's what we do. Um and. I'm I'm working on a project that's flipping that on its head. Uh, My brother and I own an insurance agency. and I'm trying to get my insurance agents to be better at building relationships because that's really where it's going to come down to. That's where the referral business is going to go. And my pitch to them is you should start a podcast because I have never found any other way where I get to talk to a business owner every single day. And I ask them the questions that I'm asking you here right now, which means I get to know their business inside and out. I create a show, a 30-minute episode, and what I want what I want my insurance agents to do, what we do for them, is we take the episode and we clip it. And now we have, you know, 12 pieces of content, and we put that out in a schedule so that they have a reason to call. They have a reason to converse with the person that they already started that initial relationship with. And my my thought process is build the relationship, the referrals will come. Let them know that you're here, that you still care about them, that you're thinking about them, that you're providing some sort of value, which in my case is the content pieces that we're creating for them. But at the same time, know that it's not leading to a deal that closes. It's leading to a relationship that prospers in, in referrals. I mean, give me some feedback on that. Am I on the right track here? Let me clarify
1: one thing for you. and. This is a bomb I'm about to drop on you, okay? So hang in there.
0: Another one? You already made me get rid of (laughs) (laughs) follow-up. There's
1: there's a lot more than that. But relationship building and trust building are mutually exclusive. What I mean by that is your job is not to build a relationship with someone pre-sale. You build a relationship with them after they're a client, not Mm. before they're a client. Before they're a client, you build trust with them. See, we think relationship building is, hey, how's it going? Nice to meet you. How you doing? Great. Hey. See, we think it's about them liking us first. Let's become friends. Once you get to know us better, well, over time, you'll buy from me. Well, the funny thing about this is they don't even need to like you to work with you. They don't want to become you your trusted. friend. They don't even want to have a relationship with you. They just want you to solve their problem, and once you do that, then you build a relationship with them. After they're a client, not before they're a client. And that sounds totally countercultural to what song is about. We've been taught to build relationships, get them to like you. How's it going, hey buddy? Like they know it's fake, anyways. You know.
0: Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, then let me ask you the question that makes the most sense to me is. Uh, if I'm supposed to build trust before I establish my relationship, if I want to get the customer and make them an actual customer before I start to build the relationship, how do I do that? What is a good customer acquisition type of process?
1: What you do is you problem centric all of your pre-sale marketing and conversations. It's about their problems, not about the solutions. Because see what happens is most businesses try and promote thems- themselves. Here's what we do. Here's our solution. We've been around longer. See, it's all about us. But if you make the entire focus around their core problem, and they say to themselves, man, they just this guy's targeting exactly my problem is. He must be my guy. See, if you clarify your messaging around the problem and amplify the issues, make that all your content pre-marketing. That's the bunny, that's the honey to, to, to bees. That's how you get that's how you get inbound traffic and opportunities because they say to themselves, this
0: guy totally understands my world. Mm, that's funny. I uh I have a video script that I learned from Billie Jean is marketing and it's, it's a video script, right? And, and it's very basic. It's first you talk about the problem. Then you poke the bear. You talk about all the reasons or the, the, you know, you make it a big problem. This is what you're actually going through. Then you offer your solution with a call to action. And that's, that's the simplicity when I'm hearing you describe it problem centric, look, are you tired of being overweight or, you know, whatever it is, uh, can't bend over to tie your shoe breathing hard when you're going up the stairs man i got a i got a in-home diet for you whatever it is right and i am i feel like that kind of model is what you're kind of pushing me towards that my marketing material should focus on purely what their issues are which sounds easy how do you get the problems how do you know what they're thinking as far as the problem is yeah, concerned no, so By
1: the way, great questions I got. I'm really impressed with your questions, okay? There is surface level problems and there is deeper level problems. The problem is most marketers only react to the surface level problems. They go, oh, your back hurts? Great. Let me show what I got. See, we think our job is to qualify them having the problem. No, your job is to unpack and amplify the surface level problem to get the deeper problem. And it's not poking the bear. It's not saying, oh, you got this problem too. Your job is to, have to show them the problem. Your job is to have them own the problem and help them understand the depth of it and help them understand the urgency of if they want to solve it or not. And here is the profound question you want to ask them once you get to the bottom of the iceberg. You want to ask this question, you want to say, is this a priority for you Mm. to solve once and for all? Or is it something you're happy to live with for the long-term and I'm okay either way?
0: So it's more about, it sounds to me like, it's more about um, not really identifying the problem. Because advertising is always about who has their hand in the air, right? Can we talk to somebody who has their hand in the air? But your last qualifying question is a little deeper than that. It's not only do you have your hand in the air, like, yeah, I have this problem, but are you actually gonna do something about it? Like, is this something in your life that you're tired of having around? Is this something you want to get rid of as soon as possible? Is it really weighing on you? I mean, that's kind of the feel that I'm getting. Is is that about right?
1: You're so right. And here are the questions to ask how long has this been a problem for? Hmm. What have you done so far to solve it on your own? How has this impacted you and your business so far? What's the losses that are occurring because of it? And is this something you want to solve now or later?
0: Oh, those are
1: so they have uncomfortable, are you? <laughs> That's because you've got to be, this is what doctors do. See, you're uncomfortable because you're nervous because you can't, because what you want to do is your instinct when you know they have the problem, your body says to you, oh, solve it. Just show them there's a way. Yes. Don't make them suffer. Show them I got it. Ah oh. yes. see, you want to just jump out of your skin and show them the solution. That's sales mm-hmm. 101. That's the problem. You the doctor doesn't the doctor does not say, Oh, have I got medicine for you? Hold on, stop right there. Perfect. I got the they don't. The doctor has bedside manner empathy and warmth they make sure the patient owns the problem and wants to solve it before they prescribe the solution that's a mindset shift by you letting go and understanding they don't care about what's the medicine model they don't ask you what's the chemical makeup of that medicine before i go get it by the pharmacist (laughs) they don't care about that they just care that you're the one that cares about them that's what
0: they're buying from you and that's the solution the caring you know it's funny it, talking to you today i look at all my clips that i'm going to use to ask questions and i'm second guessing every single one before i play it so are you, uh my next question has to do with when people actually want to work with you they want to reach out with you they want to talk with you they want to read your books Um, What's the process like for somebody who has zero sales experience or worse, has years of bad sales experience (laughs) to work with you and learn that next process? What's your sales process like?
1: The first step you have to do is go to unlockthegame.com and order my book called Unlock the Sales Game. Alright, that's the first step. So you can read some tips and ideas on how to make this work for yourself. You try the ideas, and they start working on your own, and you come back for a consultation with us to talk, talk through your situation to understand whether you're open-minded enough to be willing to make that shift. Because you're not, if you're not open to make that shift, we can't help you. So you have to be willing to come to us and say, "Hey, I'm willing to learn this and unlearn my own conditioning to accept the modern day." of thinking because we're still conditioned to sell the old way and the world has changed. So if you're not open to it, then I can't help you. Also, I I have a live show called Stump the Guru on LinkedIn once a month. We can jump on, give me your toughest challenge you have in trying to stump me. Uh, So on LinkedIn, say hello to me, connect with me and drop me a note there as well.
0: Stump the Guru. Guru. You know, everything with you has the opposite effect of what I, I would think guru is one of those things you're taught in sales you don't say you're not the guru and then you come out and you're like let's play stump the guru follow up you gotta follow up on all your sales calls you gotta follow up on all your leads i talked to ari he's like scratch the word follow up you don't need that i mean you're you're literally going against the grain in what everybody's doing but to me it sounds like you're the connection that you're making is a lot more human we have been bombarded with ads. We have our radar on highest alert. We know what an ad sounds like, looks like, feels like before we even see it, and which is why we're conditioned to swipe and move on to the next. And what you're saying has shifted that mindset. It's almost thinking you're, you're shifting the mindset of the salesperson, but you're putting them in the position of the buyer. And I think that is huge here's what I, for...
1: And here's what I'm saying. The sale is lost at the beginning of your process and not the end anymore. Mm-hmm. So we think it's all about the close. Oh, I got numbers. I got to chase them. I got a deal pending. No, you don't. You lost them at the beginning of your process, not the, at the end, because you started the whole thing the wrong way. I'll give you an example. If someone calls your office tomorrow morning, you pick up the phone, you hear, hi, my name is, I'm with, we are a, what goes through mind in about three seconds? click (laughs) it's over at hello i'm not saying that you guys do outbound calls but i'll make the case that your sales are being lost at the beginning of your process not the end because the whole frame started the wrong way
0: yeah and and you're exactly right because i look at my crm and i look at my deals and opportunities and there's stuff that says waiting for contract um, And they don't ever come back. And it, what you're describing is exactly right. They're not coming back because they were polite to say, yeah, send me an in information or whatever. But they weren't interested since the beginning. And that's hard. I mean, that's that's difficult for somebody to understand. It makes that attention grabbing and that first line and what you say at the beginning so much more important, right?
1: Because there's a subconscious game that everyone's playing out there. The buyer's playing a game because they're afraid of you. And You've got your guard up as well because you're afraid of rejection. So no one's being authentic anymore and getting the truth of people. And that's what this is about breaking the barriers, breaking the conditioning, and get to the truth of people.
0: Yes. Like Toby would. So let me ask you. Yeah. So let me ask you. Let me ask you. Is it something where you're like brutally honest? Be like and like I'm I'm I have a call, I have a sales call coming up in a little while, right? And I'm thinking the first thing I'm gonna say now, especially after I'm talking to you, is Dude, I know I'm a salesperson. I know I'm here to sell, but my goal is not really to sell you. My goal is to figure out what you're looking for. How can I help solve the problem that you that you have? I mean, is that a good start? Like, do I admit the fact that, yeah, ultimately we want to do business, but this is where we start? Like, is that the beginning process?
1: All right. So you're, my, you're a white belt right now, my dojo, okay? And that's what you're thinking <laughs> about. What do I do? Let me give you a black belt answer to that, all right? Just for fun. All right. Stop the guru. My black, my black belt students... In the back of their mind, their mindset is, I don't think we're a fit.
0: Hmm. That is counterintuitive. Okay. So there's no, there's
1: there's, there's no, what I call hopium. See, hopium is that drug that we hope somehow to work itself out. We'll become clients together. No, you let let the, let the hopium go. Right. Get off that drug and just say, be the doctor and say, look, I'm not sure I can help you, honestly, until I first figure out what your issues are, identify if you want to solve them or not, and then I'll let you know if I can help you or not. But until that point, I don't know if I can. That's
0: the truth, isn't it? It is absolutely the truth. It 100% is. All right, Mr. Guru, since uh, that was a great black belt answer, by the way. I love that because the call I just got off of That almost was my mindset at the beginning. Just based on where it was at, I was thinking to myself, you know what? I don't think this is going to work, but let me figure out where you're at. Maybe we can customize a solution. And that call went really well, by the
1: way. You can't make any assumptions anymore about anyone. Stop qualifying them and stop matching them up with your solution. Stop doing all this work in the back of your brain. Just be present be in their space, be centered, go in their world, get out of your
0: world. Oh. Ari, right, you're amazing, man, because it's the truth. It's really, it's it's very personable. I can feel it um, as the buyer side, right? I can feel it uh, as a customer that like, wait, this person's actually paying attention to me. You're listening to me. Trying to turn it on on the seller side? I'm going to keep you posted, my friend. White belt right now, but I'm getting, I'm getting closer to that black belt. Uh, Ari, if people want to get a hold of you, do you have any promos or anything that, you're, that you have as far as for book orders or anything? Me? Yeah, I'm well, giving is- away
1: free money.
0: Well, maybe not free money, but there's, it's worth there's, a
1: lot. There's a free masterclass you can take right away. Uh, I'll game.com. I have a new book coming out this year called The One Call Sale which will really drop a bomb in the whole industry to compress your sales cycle for multiple steps into one single conversation. So start with the Unlock the Sales Game book at unlockthegame.com. Resonates, don't be afraid to reach out because you won't get a solution from us for a pitch. Don't worry.
0: Oh, I doubt it. And, you know, I get the feeling that when I call you, you're going to tell me, we're probably not a good fit, but <laughs> <laughs> let, me let me figure out where you're at first. Did you read the book? No, let's start there. <laughs>
1: exactly, man. You got it down.
0: Right? All right. All right. Uh, w- one more thing, man. Uh, I know you said it a number of times, but I love to do it with the clip because it's a lot easier to edit. So uh, how do people get a hold of you? Say
1: off to my little friend. <laughs> Just go to unlockthegame.com, grab my book there, Unlock the Sales Game, take the free masterclass. Or if you're on LinkedIn, uh, reach out to me there, connect, say hello. Uh, I've got a show there called Stump the Guru. You can jump on live, ask me your toughest question. Uh, You can watch the preview of the other shows at the website. So just, if this resonates with you at a deep level, reach out and say hello. Otherwise you'll be stuck in your old way of thinking for a long, long time.
0: you're you're amazing, my friend. All right, one thing, and I'm curious to know what your take is now. Mr. Guru, we are big on video testimonials. I use them all the time. It helps me grow my business. Um, so before you tell me what your thoughts are on video testimonials, I'm going to ask you, what was your experience like on the Business Bros? Oh, it's
1: great. I mean, you're asking really smart questions more than anyone else asked me in a long, long time. So I appreciate your your level of knowledge on, on what you do and asking, reaching out for help.
0: really what it comes down to i realize again another benefit of having a podcast i literally feel like i get to be educated by people in you know experts in their industry i mean how else was I able to talk to you for 30 minutes and learn that I have to throw out the word follow-up in my, in my sales process? Start off with not pre-qualifying people and understanding that, you know what? We may not work together uh, in, in a 30-minute show. You've done a wonderful job. Thank you very much for coming on the show. What do you think of video testimonials in general? I'm curious.
1: Well, if they work for you, keep doing it. But I, I just be sparingly about when you use it in your process. That's all. It just depends on what your process is, but if they work, keep doing it.
0: Love it. It's creating content. That's the process. Ari, thank you very much for coming on the show. Again, I mean, you have shared a lot with me today, a lot to process. I know this is one that I'm going to end up playing and replay and kind of taking some notes. <laughs> and at least I can I can guarantee I'm going to implement some of those strategies on my couple of sales calls that I got coming up here in a little bit. So thank you very much for coming on the show. Appreciate you taking the time. Uh, before we head out, is there anything that you would like to share that maybe I didn't ask or I missed?
1: I'll just leave it to one last idea. Stop selling. Build deep trust instead. And you'll never worry again about money ever. I promise you.
0: <sighs> Time to work on that. And believe in yourself that you can build this trust, right? You have to believe in yourself that it's it's the possibility. Um, what I can ask you a ton of questions, but I'm not. I'm not. We're going we're to call it here. Ladies and gents, make sure you check out Ari's stuff. Unlockthegame.com. Unlockthegame.com. Look, I know I'm I'm in sales too. There's a lot of stuff that he talked about on today's episode that it blew my mind. It makes sense. It's maybe a little bit difficult to implement to get my mind around doing it, but I'm sure building trust is a good thing. I'm sure the step, making the sale is a good thing, and then establishing the relationship is a good thing. It's just a different process of looking at it. Unlockthegame.com. Make sure you guys check it out and do me a favor. Hop over on LinkedIn. And stump the guru. Ask him a question, something tough. I tried and he black belted me. So unlock the game.com, unlock the game.com. Make sure you guys check this out. Ari, thank you very much for being on the program. Appreciate you taking the time. Ladies and gents, we'll see you guys later. Peace. And we're out. Thanks for watching the business bros. If you're ready to get more clients and want to work with the business bro, visit our website, www.businessbros.biz and click on the need more customers button or learn how to generate more referrals with our video testimonial packages. Go to www.businessbros.biz and
1: start